This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 680. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 680. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. We are going to dive into the chaos and the crap today, and I cannot wait. So we did a shameless summer survey a couple months ago, and the overwhelming response that we got from you all was that you are feeling overwhelmed. That was the overwhelm was the overwhelming response. You're feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling like things are just so chaotic, and there's no like respite or relief in sight. You are feeling like you are craving calm, but you're struggling to like implement habits to support of an environment of calm around you. And you just kind of feel like you're stuck in the crap. And so that all completely makes sense based on where we're at right now with the world and what we've been through. And that's what I want to dig into today, because I think that we have, I think collectively, we have a lot of unprocessed trauma. And that is really leading us to this place and keeping us in this place where things feel really chaotic. And it just feels like there's just, we're wading through crap every day. Like whether that is like literal, like crap in our house. I know for us, there's things that we started, literal projects that we started during the pandemic around like, we're going to take these things to goodwill and the piles are still there. And I feel like every day I'm like wading through just stacks of clothes that need to go to goodwill. Because here's the thing in Seattle, the goodwill drop-off line is always like three to 
seven blocks long. And I'm like, who, when am I going to be like, today's the day I have time to sit in that line. So there's the literal crap that's around us. There's just stuff everywhere from, I think, kind of coming out of the season. And I know so many friends who like started pandemic projects and didn't finish them. So they have like a halfway done remodeled bathroom <laughs> with like no ceiling and just like weird things like that. And then we also have the chaos of life of coming through a pandemic, which we're definitely not done with it, but we've moved into this more endemic phase where we're existing with it. And we were things were frozen for so long, like we were really stuck figuratively and literally in one space for so long. And then when we came out of that place of having to be so isolated, we just were expected to hit the ground running at like 110 miles an hour. And I think that that has lent itself to feeling a huge sense of chaos for us as like we feel like we are having to resume this really fast pace of life without any sort of transition. And it seems, and maybe it's because we're coming out of this, like not being used to the speed of light, but it does seem really fast, (laughs) really hectic and really overwhelming. And some of that is also because our families have grown in different ways in the last couple of years. And so I know people, you know, that had babies and toddlers and everyone was just home all the time. And now it's we're like into this life where we're out and about all the time. That feels really chaotic. Or maybe you have older children who kind of put sports and activities on pause during the pandemic. And now all of a sudden they're back in everything. And it's like, oh my God, I have to go somewhere every single night to some sort of practice or event or activity. And it just feels like so much. And it feels, I know, really disorienting at times. I know that's what I've experienced. It's what I'm hearing other people experience as well. I was laughing the other day. I was looking at some travel I need to book for October. And I will potentially have three trips in October. And I was like, holy cow, like three trips. And then I was like, wait, hold on. But like pre-pandemic, that wasn't totally abnormal. Like it would have been a busy travel month, but it wasn't unheard of. And now I'm like panicking, like, oh my gosh, how am I going to make this work? So this return to normal, and I'm putting that in air quotes, feels really hectic and it feels chaotic. And I think that that can make us feel really overwhelmed and that can make us freeze or it can make us just like collapse sometimes too and just be like, oh my God, I can't. So I want to dig into that today and talk through like, why are we feeling this way? And then also what can we do about it? I think it can be really helpful to identify why we feel certain ways because as we identify that, it helps everyone to feel seen and feel heard and feel acknowledged when we talk through like, this is why we feel this way. And I'll give some specific examples as we're talking through it. But then I also wanna be really conscientious of giving you some action steps about like, what can you do about this feeling so that we don't have to just stay in this place. So we'll dig into that as well. So let's first talk about the very real trauma of the last three years. The last three years are coming up on three years. We have experienced collective trauma. And so for some of us, that trauma has been very specific and cut very deep. And so it might be loss of loved ones. It might be losses of jobs or housing or marriages, relationships. There's all sorts of very real trauma that came out of the last three years. Also, as a society, we have gone through a lot of trauma together. And then even those of us that didn't have a really significant loss during COVID did have to show up in the world, in a world that was chronically unpredictable and chronically uncertain, where we did not know if our own health would be jeopardized, if our loved one's health would be jeopardized. We didn't know so many things for so long. And that 
is the definition of trauma to have like these chronic conditions of uncertainty and unpredictability to have that weigh on you emotionally over an extended period of time that is emotionally traumatic for a person. So whether we're looking at like capital T trauma where there was like a really specific event that caused a lot of turmoil or if we're looking at this more chronic little t trauma where it's just like the chronic everyday uncertainty and unpredictability and fear and worry and concern, that's all really legit. It's very real. And people aren't talking about that. And we aren't processing that. And employers aren't creating a space for that to be processed as they change expectations in terms of like, now we need you back in the office and we're going back to normal without much of a bridge or a safety net to like bridge. Like we sent you home really quickly and now we're bringing you back really quickly. And without a bridge on like, oh my gosh, like how do we all coexist again? And like, we're not the same people we were a couple of years ago. So when we look at where we're at right now, without, if we make the assumption that we're all walking around holding unprocessed trauma, that impacts so many things. And when we look at the world without acknowledging that, we quickly lose sight of the reality of our current situation. So what I mean by that is when we don't acknowledge that that's where we're at, that we have, we're in this place of like collective unresolved trauma, then we aren't able to see people and see our situations through an empathetic and compassionate lens. We also aren't able to hold space for ourselves in an empathetic and compassionate way. So it's about like, how do you see the person next to you who maybe, you know, the middle-aged woman in the grocery store who's having a meltdown over something strange, like over the avocados, and you're like, what, what is going on? It might just be that she's like had too many things over the last few years and like the avocados were the thing that broke her today. But that can also be if you are the woman having a meltdown over avocados in the middle of the grocery store, that can also be because of everything that you have been through and that you've experienced and that we haven't taken time to acknowledge and process. So it's really looking at both ends of that. Like, what does this mean for the way that you're interacting with other people in the world? And then also, what does it mean for the way that you're holding space for yourself? I also want to really talk about and dig into a bit how this very real trauma of the last three years has impacted mothers in such a unique way. So we've had it impact our livelihoods and our work. We know that millions and millions of moms have left the workforce by, I believe it was between April of 2020 and September of 2021, that we had in that year and a half period, like 3.4 million moms left the workforce to go home and be with their children because it did not makes sense. It was not feasible for them to continue working. And so what does that mean? This pandemic has really impacted women or impacted moms in a really unique way. What does it continue to mean as employers do or don't acknowledge that is really significant? And then what does it mean in terms of your role as a mother in that season? What does it mean in terms of the worry that you have carried? For those of you who have children who were super young, like under five, who weren't able to get vaccinated until very recently, what are the layers of worry that you have carried for so long? For those of you who maybe have children who can't get vaccinated or who've carried other worries, who were, who've carried worried about worry around your own health around your partner's health, and then also around your kid's health. What does that mean? What does it mean when your children were doing online school and you were either supporting that or you were seeing that that was a huge struggle for your child? What does it mean for the way that this has impacted your children's mental health? So this 
last three years and the trauma of the last three years has uniquely impacted mothers in so many ways. And what do we do with that? Because here's what moms do. We wake up and we just do what needs to get done. Like we wake up and we're like, here's what people need today. I will go meet all those needs because that is what you do when you're a mom. And that is what this tiny little baby trains you to do from day one when you have to be so exclusively concerned with keeping a baby alive. By the time the baby's three, four, five, and you're raising it in a pandemic, you're like, this baby needs or this child needs a whole bunch of things that they didn't need yesterday, but now they do. Like, I got it. I've done this before. I'm going to do it again, of course. Like we're always going to show up and take care of our kids' needs in that way. But we have had such an extreme amount of needs put on us as parents, as mothers in the last few years. And that has not been acknowledged either. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So earning can help you access the money you've already earned 
at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. The way that we have had to mother in the last few years has been very different than the few years before and decades before. And that it's also impacting how we mother moving forward. It's been really interesting seeing, you know, Vinny's going into the fourth grade and the number of people, friends and family members who have children his age or around the same ages and grades who are dealing with mental health diagnoses for their children and different kinds of diagnoses that really impact the way that they're going to support them moving forward. And some of that's unrelated to the pandemic. Some of it is related to the pandemic. I don't think that you can necessarily separate out the two. But there's just an incredible demand on moms. And when we show up for something over and over every single day, we get really numb to the fact that like, this is hard and it's exhausting. We get a little bit immune to it. And we don't recognize the wear and the tear until we reach this breaking point. And then we're the woman at the grocery store with the avocados having the meltdown. (laughs) I didn't plan the woman at the grocery store with the avocado meltdown before I started recording this, but we're just going to go with it. She's going to be all of us today (laughs) because we've all been there, right? So maybe it wasn't avocados for you. Maybe it was something else, but we've all been there. Having that grocery store meltdown that feels like so right in the moment where you're like, you feel so self-righteous in your random rage. And then later you're like, wow, what was that all about? And so I know you all understand. All right. So with that, I want to talk about what does this mean for the chaos and the crap of right now when we've been so deeply impacted by the last three years and all that that's brought up for us specifically as moms? What does that mean for you as a person? It means that the demands on you have been extraordinary, like historically extraordinary. Have you spent a moment honoring that for yourself? Have you spent a moment honoring that what you have done in the last few years is historically extraordinary and unheard of, and it hasn't been done before. And that's not to say that there haven't been other ways that moms have had to show up in really hard times, because there absolutely have been, and some have been worse, and they were just different in a variety of ways. But have you considered that fact of like, I mothered through a global pandemic for over two years? What does that mean for you? For most of us, it has meant that we have put our own needs on a very far back burner because we've not only been mothering our children, but we've also been mothering other people. For some of us, that is our own parents. For that, some of us, it's extended family members. For some of us, it's other people in our neighborhoods and communities, other people in our workplace. We've had to show up as caretakers in a lot of different ways. And those mothering that we've been doing has not been mothering of ourselves. It has been mothering of other people and our and mothering our community, our families and our communities. 
So when we do that, we get so caught up in the needs of others that we cannot see our way out of their needs and into our own. And that can be really tricky. When we think about habits and how we respond to things, it comes with repetition. And so if we have gotten in the habit of responding to other people's needs really quickly and really consistently, as motherhood trains you to do, and as this pandemic has trained you even more so to do, then what are the habits that have got, been put in place? You probably, without thinking about it, every time a text pops up, you look at it and you respond in the moment, or you immediately say yes to things when people are in need, because that's what we really had to do for a while. Like if someone down, if your neighbor down the street needed toilet paper, you were like, oh my God, I got you because literally there was no toilet paper, right? So we've gotten into the space of like hyper reactive caretaking and showing up for people without recognizing that that's what we're doing. And now that's the default. And what happens when that's the default, when your default is this automatic and hyperactive caretaking of other people, where that is what you immediately jump to when you see someone need something or sense that someone will need something. What does that mean for how frequently you are abandoning what you need for yourself without even recognizing it probably? So we do this all the time in parenting already. And I just think it's been extremely exacerbated over the last couple of years as we've just had to kind of expand the areas that we caretake and mother. I also know that just in motherhood in general, this happens, whether you have one kid or seven kids, that we get really caught up in what our kids need on a day-to-day basis. And we can't see our way out of that to see what we need ourselves. And it's been really interesting to me. So Vinny's going to be 10 at the end of September, which is unreal. And he's started to need me and want me way less, which is interesting because <laughs> I heard a statistic a few years ago. And it was something like, by the time your kids are 12, like they go away when they're 12. I think it was boys specifically, like they go away when you're when they're 12. But then they come back when they're 18. Like they really stop needing you at age 12. They really want to be independent. And Vinny at the time was six. And I remember thinking this was devastating, like this precious six year old. I just couldn't imagine him rejecting me wanting space from me like I just oh he was just so delicious at at age six like three to six was our sweet spot I joke I'm like we peaked we peaked at six (laughs) and so so I remember hearing the statistic and being like oh we're halfway there and I only have six years left till he's 12 and then he's gonna want nothing to do with me and that's I was just like heartbroken well I'll tell you now as we're approaching 10 in a few weeks he wants less and less to do with me and holy cow, the sass in this kid, I'm kind of okay with it. I'm like, you can take your sassy self and go do something else because I'm, I'm not here for it. And so it's interesting as he started to separate a bit. I'm like, yeah, bye. <laughs> like, it's been a lot. <laughs> and I did not see this coming. So as that's been happening, as he started to separate a bit, and I've actually been pretty okay with it <laughs> you know, to a surprising degree. And that's not to say we don't have great moments. We still have many great moments, but oh man, we have some tough moments too. And so as he's been getting more and more independent, it's given me this like a little bit of a reprieve and I have like this time and it's not like gobs of time, but it's like time in the day where I'm like, I have like 30 minutes, I could go do something, which feels like 
so huge because for 10 years I didn't have that I like every time there was a block a moment of time I was like let's do something together and how can I like be a really good mom right now and instead I'm like I guess I could go do a puzzle by myself with a podcast I mean which sounds amazing and what I've really been doing this summer as many of you know is I've been training for a triathlon and it's been so interesting that in all that training it hasn't felt like oh my gosh, how am I going to sneak in the time? Like the time has kind of been there. And I think that's really because of his age. So I've had this little bit of reprieve and it's felt pretty great and pretty freeing, but that took 10 years for me to experience something like that. So it's also felt very unfamiliar and very foreign to me where I'm like, I guess I can just go do this? Like, I can go drive somewhere to find a place to ride my bike for like 45 minutes and then go for a half hour run and then come home, which that whole process is like a couple hour process. And it's fine. And my husband's home with Vinny and like, it's all good. I'm not like leaving him alone. Or it's just been really interesting to have that time feel like it's kind of just like randomly appearing for me because I didn't see it coming. And recognizing that I didn't have this for 10 years. For a decade of my life, I didn't have this. And I didn't like resent that it wasn't there, but I'm just now realizing that it wasn't there now that I'm having it a little bit. And so when we are so caught up in other people's needs, we don't see that we don't have this time or this space. But when we have a little taste of it, we're like, oh, holy cow, (laughs) this is kind of awesome. (laughs) And like, how do I get more of this? It's like a little drug. So like time to time, mother's time alone is like a gateway drug to girls trips, right? Or to like, to solo vacations. So when, what does that look like for you? What does that look like for you now? Where are you in your season of mothering, where you have been so caught up in the chaos and the crap, and especially of the last few years, that you haven't been able to see your way out in order to even acknowledge that you have needs or want time to yourself, or want space, or that like you might want to learn who you are right now and who you are becoming. One of the things that's been really fascinating as as I've been training for this triathlon is it's felt like this huge return to self. And I kind of thought I would go into it with like, oh, these workouts are going to be really hard. And then I would be in the workouts and thinking that they were hard. And I felt like I went into it thinking it might be feel like a grind and be pretty grueling, but I was up for it. I was like, I'll do it. I'm like, I'm pretty determined. I'm also just really curious. Like, what is this going to be like? I haven't done it in 18 years. And it hasn't felt like that. It has been this like return to like, oh my gosh, this is what it felt like when I was like a super athlete in my 20s. And it feels really good. And I'm by no stretch as fast or as fit as I was in my 20s, but I'm like, holy cow, this feels so good and so fun. It just, there's this like lightness to it that is giving me life in like every sense. And I think it's because it's been this return to self and been some self-discovery. Like you can go back and do something that you did 18 years ago and it can still feel really good and it can reconnect you to this part of yourself that you didn't know was there. And that's been really exciting. So where can you step back from the chaos and the crap to recognize that you might have a need for self-discovery? Because when we're in it, we don't even recognize that need. We're like, I just need a nap. (laughs) Never mind self-discovery. I just need a nap or some really bad TV. (laughs) Like just something brainless, right? And which is all completely fine too and completely legitimate as well. So 
really owning and recognizing that we've been so caught up in others' needs, whether it's been just the last few years because of the pandemic, or if it's just the season of motherhood that you're in, if you have one, two, three littles underfoot, like you're just in that season where everyone needs something from you and you have completely abandoned your own needs. And some seasons are like that, whether or not, even when you're, you know, I feel like I've always tried to be somewhat intentional around like my time for myself and my morning time and whatever, but it's still really if you are having to center and caretake in a really significant way, the needs of someone else, then it's really hard to see your own needs and to be in phases of and seasons of self-discovery. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. All right. The other thing that's really significant and around why we're feeling stuck in this chaos and this crap that's important to acknowledge and address is that the speed of life as we have shifted from the pandemic to this new sense of normal, which is definitely not a return to normal, has been without any acknowledgement or a start line. So it hasn't been like, okay, next week or next month or next quarter, we're going to return to normal. It's really been like, starting today, you don't need to do this anymore. Or starting today, we're like dropping this. The best example of this is the mask mandate getting lifted while people were literally on airplanes. And this happened with us. We were on spring break in Mexico when the mask mandate was lifted. And so I was like, wow, like we flew to Mexico with a mask mandate and we're going to fly home from Mexico without one. And it was like very disorienting as a family that 
definitely doesn't want to get COVID on a plane. (laughs) And so it was such a chaotic feeling. And there's been a lot of things that have been like that, where it's just like, all of a sudden, starting now, it's just totally different than what it was. All of a sudden, starting now, we're like, just going back to what it used to be, or instating this new normal or new rule or new guideline or guidance without any like runway. It's just, this is the new thing right now. And that feels really chaotic and challenging. And I remember like walking onto that plane in Mexico and being like, what is this going to be like? I mean, we were all in masks. It was fine. We actually had friends who were in Europe at the time who had a toddler who wasn't vaccinated. They had two older children who were, and they were like, yeah, like we have to get back on a plane and fly internationally from Europe to Seattle with like a kid who's not vaccinated and is partially mask compliant. So that's really daunting. And there's been a lot of moments like that where it's just this like thrust back into things or thrust into new things that feel so unfamiliar, but at this speed that where you're just like, oh, okay, I guess we're just here now. And like, you don't have time to really adjust or adapt to it and to figure it out and to internalize it and to even like process it to think like, here's what I think about this. Like, here's how this could be good or bad or whatever. It's just been this like really fast pace. And so we haven't had time for recalibration. And I think that piece is really significant. It hasn't been a slow build. It's been just like this launch into things or out of things or around things. And there's not been a time for like, take in the information, process it, decide how you want to interpret it, and then recalibrate habits or lifestyle or choices based on that. It's just been like, bam, (laughs) it's right now. So that part has been really challenging and I think really added to the chaos. And then of course, there's the media frenzy that happens with like everything that really adds to that chaos as well. And we also have gone from, we went from this really long-term survival mode where it was like, what do I have to do to survive today? Whether it was around keeping my kids safe, whether it was around keeping our family healthy, whether it was around managing school systems being different or weird or daycare shutting down or whatever, really being stuck in like a significant survival mode that really took over our lives to then being thrust right into hustle mode. I feel like we have gone from survival mode to hustle mode without a bridge. Like it's just been like one day we were doing like virtual school and doing chalk art during lunch and figuring out like how we were all going to coexist in our house together 24 seven. And then like the next day it was just like, everything's back. Sports are back. Activities are back. Every, like back in school and 110 meetings a day. And it was right back to hustle mode. And so that piece has been very disorienting as well. When we have this huge collective pause and our pace of life gets reset over time as it did in 2020 and 2021, it's really tricky and overstimulating to go back to something that's really fast paced. So when we feel this sense of chaos and urgency and just like wildness, I think it comes from going from survival mode to hustle mode. I know that there's weeks now where we have like three or four events in a week. And I'm like, how did we get here? <laughs> how How is this our life? Like we didn't have anything in a week for like two years. 
And so we got very used to always being home and like having these nighttime routines that were really sweet and like, you know, having dinner together every night and walking the dog together and like doing all these things. And then it's like things are so busy. There was a week a couple of weeks ago where like every night I was like, I don't even know like how we're going to eat dinner tonight because we're going and and I know for those of you who have multiple kids and activities, you've experienced this all the time. It's a little new to us though, but I'm like, okay, like I have to be on calls till five. Vinny has to leave at 510. My husband's on calls till 530. Oh, we were also down to one car during this time. And I'm like, there's literally no time to feed this child or ourselves. So I'm like pre the night before, like making a dinner for him to eat the next day and then getting him to baseball and then like leaving baseball to get food for my husband and I while he's finishing his call and then he comes and we're like eating at the baseball field. And also we were always like the only people eating at the baseball field. And I'm like, how did all the rest of you figure out how to make dinner tonight? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) How are we the only people every single night of baseball with takeout food that we went and got after bringing this kid to this game? (laughs) Apparently the rest of you all have a secret I don't have. So this piece of going from survival mode to hustle mode has just been really jarring. So with acknowledging all of that, what do we do? Okay, so the first thing you need to do is come to my free workshop. So on September 13th and September 14th, come to my free workshop, How to Calm Your Chaos and Let Go of Your Crap. I'm going to talk through more of this stuff in more detail and really give you a clear synopsis of where we're at right now, what's keeping you stuck, and then really specific and simple habits that you can dig into that can really help you start to reframe and recalibrate in order to move forward in a less chaotic way and really let go of some of the crap and kind of strip away what you don't need anymore. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to own and honor where you're at. So listening to everything I just said and honoring like, holy cow, yes, this is where we're at. This is why it feels hard. It is real that it feels hard. It is real that it feels chaotic. It is real that it feels like I'm swimming in the deep end of the crap pool and I do not have a life preserver. That is very real. That is how it should feel given where we've all been in the last few years. So owning and honoring that is really significant because we're all in that and you are not alone. And that is a very real lived experience that I think that we are bypassing that is causing harm on a societal level, definitely causing harm to mother's mental health and maybe causing pretty deep personal harm to you when you aren't honoring that that's where you're at and really giving yourself space to acknowledge like, yeah, this is really hard and this is why it's hard. So re-listen to the first 30 minutes of this if it didn't sink in. (laughs) And then last thing I want you to do, and this is something I've been working with my one-on-one clients with right now and it's been so helpful, is I want you to create two to three non-negotiables that are just for you, where you actually step back and look at what is just for me right now. And so as I've worked with my coaching clients, I have business coaching clients and life coaching clients right now who are just really needing to have moments to focus on themselves and self-discovery and self-growth or just like self time, personal time and like investment in self-care and self-nourishment, two to three non-negotiables. So a couple ideas for this is having like one night a week that is your night or having 15 minutes of movement in the middle of your workday or having one thing that you do in the morning 
without your kids, without your partner, that's so for me, I have my morning routine that I've talked about many times before. But like maybe for you, it's like showering with the door closed and locked and blow drying your hair with the door closed and locked, like not having people in and out of your space constantly. I know one of my clients, she's doing two nights a week right now with this, where her two non-negotiables are Monday nights are for her and for her to work on some volunteer stuff that she's really invested in and she needs uninterrupted time to focus on it. And then Wednesday nights are actually for her and her son. She's like, I just want to have focus time with him and have it be this non-negotiable that every Wednesday it's him and I, we do a special thing together. And so your non-negotiable might involve someone else, although I would encourage you to have multiple and don't let all of them involve other people, because this is not necessarily a time for you to be a care provider. It's a time for you to nourish yourself. So that's where I want you to start is coming to the workshop, owning and honoring where you're at, really getting clear on the reality of where you're at and where we're at as a collective of mothers, and then creating those two or three non-negotiables that are just for you. And these can be in small snippets, but I want it to be consistent time that's just for you, whether it's a few minutes a day or a bigger chunk of time once a week, really giving yourself that gift, setting that boundary with your family to say, this is where my me time is and letting them all do the same. Like ask them, when do you all want your me time? Because when they have their me time, they don't need you, right? So everyone wins. All right. If this episode has been helpful, please share it out. Go sign up for the workshop at shamelessmom.com slash calm. And I will see you on Wednesday for a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.